Welcome to You Are the Guest, a weekly show where you can be the guest and tell people what you and your friends and neighbors think about news events and issues of the day. It's part talk show, part opinion poll, part reality show, and a whole lot of fun. And it's completely dependent upon your participation as a guest. To be considered as a guest for a future show, check out the website at www.youaretheguest.com for details. Now here's your program host, Bill Grady. Greetings from the great city of Fort Dodge, Iowa. And welcome to show number 11 of You Are the Guest, the show where we talk to everyday people just like you and me about their lives and the issues of the day. Our guest today is from Santa Monica, California. John, welcome to the program. Hey, Bill. Thanks for having me on the show. Tell me about yourself and about the things you do for a living. Absolutely. Well, I moved out to Santa Monica a couple years ago, and uh, when I got out here, one of the things I noticed in this area is we have tremendously terrible commutes. Um, the traffic is unbelievably bad in Los Angeles, and as I try to find a way for myself to kind of make use of that time, one of the things that I stumbled upon was audio learning. And I decided to start a website called learnoutloud.com, and our website focuses on allowing people to find resources that they can use, both audio and video, to expand and enrich their lives. When you were growing up, were you an avid reader at all? I was, and I've always been an avid reader, and I think that one of the things that was always frustrating to me is that I always felt there were so many books I wanted to read, and I never had enough time in which to read them. And, I mean, a great example of this is I always wanted to read the book Atlas Shrugged, and it's you know almost a 1,000 pages, I think, and I thought, when would I ever have the time to do that? A couple years ago, I was training for a marathon, and I, I bought the book on tape and was amazed how quickly I got through it just listening to cassettes while I was running. So it's been a great compliment for me to a lot of the reading that I do in my everyday life. So where's home? Home um, originally is Minneapolis. Um, grew up uh, in Minneapolis, went to school um, up there at the University of Minnesota, and uh, still have a lot of friends and family back in Minneapolis. But came out here a couple of years ago um, as part of a graduate business school program, and uh, I love it out here too. You know, I can't complain about the weather in, in January and February when it's freezing in Minneapolis. It's great to be in, out in Los Angeles. What did you like most about school? Um, I think it was the, the people that I was interacting with. I mean, the, the business school programs, I was at UCLA, and, uh, and it was an amazing amount of people that were extremely smart, extremely ambitious. It was a perfect environment for me to, to incubate a business because there were a number of people that I could run the idea by and get a lot of feedback as to whether or not the idea made sense and kind of which direction I should go in. So what are people talking about right now in California as far as issues or events or what's going on in California? Well, the, I think one of the things that a lot of people are talking about right now is after seeing what happened with Katrina and with Rita, a lot of people are concerned here about what would happen if there was a big earthquake in California. And so I know I've, I've talked to a lot of people lately who are doing more disaster preparation, getting supplies ready and things like that. There's been a lot of articles in the paper talking about what will happen if you know there was an earthquake and is L.A. prepared to handle that. In your opinion, is your area prepared for it? Well, I live, you know, pretty close to pretty close to the ocean. I don't I don't live in a high rise building, fortunately. I don't know. I mean, it's it's tough to say. I, I've only been out here for a couple of years, so I've never really experienced a, a major quake. But you know, for the people who were part of the the Northridge earthquake back in I guess it was ninety one, I've heard some some you know some pretty uh, crazy horror stories. So hopefully, um, what's happened with the hurricanes will kind of help the government to kind of take notice and do whatever needs to be done to make our area more ready. How are people feeling about your state government these days? 
I think people are a little bit down on Schwarzenegger. I think that, you know, he's been siding, you know, more and more, um, you know, with the Republican Party um, politically lately. And so I think you're seeing he, you know, his approval ratings start to take a beating kind of in conjunction with what's happening with, with Bush's approval rating and the like. Um, California is a, is a tough state, and I, I have so much respect for anybody who wants to take the challenge of trying to run the state because we have so much, um, so many problems and so many things to deal with. So I have to... I have to, uh, you know, take my hat off to him. Um, I also have to be nice to him too, because I occasionally attend attend the same church service as as him and Maria. So I don't want to be uh, say anything too uh, too mean about Arnie. What uh, are people saying about taxes and uh, housing and gas prices in California? Those are good questions. Um, as far as taxes go, there's been a lot of businesses that have been moving across the border to Nevada. Um, they're seeing, you know, a very pro-business environment over there, and so you're seeing a lot of people make that shift. Um, in terms of housing, I mean, it's ridiculously high. The average housing price here in Santa Monica is well over a million dollars, um, and that won't really buy you that much, which is amazing to think about coming from the Midwest. Um, and then, you know, in terms of um, of gas prices, they've, they've been high. They haven't been extremely high. I think um, for some reason they've tried to keep them as close to $3 as possible because I think they figure out if they, they put them too high over $3, people will just stop buying gas. So, yeah, it's, it's been a crazy last few months out here with, with everything kind of going up in price. And I think you're going to see a lot of people, if it continues this way, you know, look for other places to live, maybe migrate north to, to Portland or Seattle or, or migrate east to places like Denver and Las Vegas. Does it surprise you that people aren't more angry about gas prices? Um, I don't know. I guess, you know, one of the things I think that people are realizing right now is, is kind of like back in the 70s, I think people are realizing the need to conserve more. And I think that um, if anything good happens with gas prices, it kind of forces people to, to wake up and realize that, you know, we do need to, to try to do our best to conserve. And I think you'll see people switching out. Here you see, you know, many Toyota Priuses. You see a lot of different hybrid vehicles. And I think that that's a very good and very healthy trend. So, I, you know, I do see the downside of gas prices, but there's also an upside, too. You were part of the relief efforts with Hurricane Katrina, and you've had some distance and some time away from that experience. What is your outlook on, on that whole process that you went through? Well, it was an amazing experience. I, I traveled down to Louisiana about a week after everything happened down there, helped out with the Red Cross for a few days. Um, and, you know, it's one thing to see that stuff on television. It's another thing to actually talk to people who have experienced what those people experienced. And obviously there's a lot of people pointing fingers and there's a lot of kind of shared blame, you know, as to what happened. But at the end of the day, you know, the important thing is just getting these people back on their feet. Um, we, even in the time that we were there, we felt that there was so much more to be done. And I guess one of the things that is sort of unfortunate is that now, you know, as Katrina stops kind of being the front story on the news every day, people kind of just forget about it. And now is a time when they need help more than ever. So I would encourage anybody, you know, listening to this show who has, you know, any free time on their hands, um, if you can make a trip down there and help out in any way that you can, um, it, it means so much, and every little bit does help. What did you hear from people who were a part of that experience on where they think things went wrong? I don't know. You know, I think that, you know, the, the vast majority of the people that I talked to, you know, really didn't seem to have 
you know, they, they were more concerned about things that were more immediate to them, finding their family members, how are they going to get their next job. I think there was a lot of anger, but at least in, in kind of the days surrounding the hurricane, I think that most people were just kind of focused on their basic needs. You know, it's kind of the Maslow hierarchy of needs, and they were much more concerned about food and shelter and things like that than they were about, you know, any political um, reasons for what happened. What things motivate you? Oh, that's a great question. Um, right now, I'm so focused on, on this business. Um, I'm very passionate about helping people to improve their lives through education. And I think that as we become busier and busier as a society, um, people are looking for ways in which they can squeeze in education into different parts of their day. And that's why with what we're doing with Learn Out Loud, it's, it's been really fun for me because I'm able to see how that affects people. And I've hooked many of my family members, many of my friends onto audio learning, and I'm hoping to do that to thousands, if not millions of other people through our website. So lately that's what's been firing me up. Um, obviously I'm, I'm you know, a huge family person, and, and my friends' relationships with my friends mean a lot to me too. So that's obviously a huge um, thing that inspires me too. Who's the smartest person you've ever met? Smartest person I've ever met. That's boy. I have to, I have to probably say that I've got two friends. One of them is actually one of the guys I traveled down to um, Louisiana with, who works at NASA, and he's really a rocket scientist. So he's kind of my rocket scientist friend. Um, I've got another buddy who um, runs a company here in Los Angeles um, named Brian Johnson, who's a, a very intelligent guy. We have lots of great conversations. His company is called Zods, which is um, Z-A-A-D-Z.com, and uh, just an amazing guy, an amazing website. So cool stuff. You've lived in Minnesota. You've, you're living right now in California. What are the similarities and what are the differences? The similarities, I think the people are a lot more similar than I thought. When I came out to California, I wasn't sure um, what people would be like out here. People in California, by and large, the people that I met have been very friendly. And I think part of that is because of the fact that very few people who live in California actually grew up in California. So nobody is really perceived as an outsider here. Everyone else came from somewhere else. Um, Minnesota you know, is, is always known for you know, its friendliness as well. So I think that's probably the biggest similarity. The biggest difference, um, probably the weather in the winter time is probably the biggest thing. Um, the other thing too is, is LA is just more crowded. There's just more going on, and it's nice for me because I get the best of both worlds. When I want to take a break and a vacation, I can go back to Minneapolis and hang out and relax a little bit, and then I can come back out here to the craziness that is Southern California. Here are the final five questions. What's one book that should be required reading in public or private school? Ooh, that's a that's a great question. Um, I, I really like Dale Carnegie's book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. I think it's, it's got a cheesy title, but there's so much common sense information in there that if everybody picked it up and read it a couple times, I think the world would be a much better place. What's your favorite hobby? Favorite hobby? I love to golf. Um, I wish I had more time for it. Um, I wish I was better at it, and I'm totally addicted to it. Um, but, yeah, golf would, golf would probably be high on the list. What's the biggest fad in self-help today? Mm, good question. The biggest fad in self-help today, you know, a lot of it probably has to do with there's a lot of there's a lot of kind of new agey stuff. Some of which is is really good. I don't want to knock any of it, but some of it is very kind of esoteric. And I I sometimes find myself reading these books and listening to these tapes and going, you know, is this something that really is proven, or is it someone something's just or something somebody's just making up? So. 
again, don't want to knock it, love some of it, but there's other stuff that's kind of, I think, a little bit more, um, you know, kind of fly-by-night. What NFL football team should move to L.A.? Well, selfishly, I'd say the Vikings, but... Um, you know, I've heard about I've heard about New Orleans coming out here. If if they're unable to to work something in New Orleans, they've talked about moving the team for a little while. Um, I think it'd be great to have them out here. And and LA definitely um, needs a football team. We haven't done a very good job in the past of supporting football, but I think that given another shot, I think this I think the city's ready for a team. What's one skill most young people need to have by the time that they leave college that they're not getting from public or private schools? Mm, great question. One of the things that I think right now is so important is the ability to find information on the Internet. I think that it's going to be a big um, determining factor in people's success over the next 5, 10, 20 years, the ability to go online to be able to find answers to questions. And I'm not just talking about you know, straight Google searches. It's, you know, it's being able to get answers to technical questions, answers to business questions, um, you know, using message boards, using other services. I just don't see that taught, and I think that it's been a tremendous advantage for me and a lot of the people that I've known if they've had those skills because they realize that all the information is out there. It's just a matter of knowing where to go to find it. Let's go ahead and play Ask Bill 3. This is where I turn the microphone over to you and turn the tables, actually, and you get to ask me three questions about anything. So That's Excellent. I love this part. All right, well, the first question is, is the most challenging one, I think, intellectually. It's if you were the President of the United States, what – change what one change would you make right now well i think that the the one change that i would make right now that i would just concentrate more on what's going on domestically uh, i think that there are so many things going on within the country uh, that have been pushed aside because of what's been going on outside of the country that obviously that that needs to be a big factor i think that there uh, still has a, a lot of things uh, to be fixed with security, for example. Mm -hmm. You have health care. You've got a lot of social services. And you also have a lot of immigration problems as well. So, I mean, domestically, we have a lot of things to sort. If I could wave my magic wand, I'd get us out of Iraq mm -hmm. in, in a safe way and with honor and making sure that that doesn't come back to bite us 10, 15 years down the road. But if I was the president, I'd look at things domestically first. Cool, cool. All right, question number two. Um, since you're from Mid the Midwest, and since I am too, and since uh, the Golden Gophers are fresh off of a great victory over Purdue last weekend, I've got to ask you, who do you think is going to win the Big Ten football title this year? Well, right now it looks like Ohio State. Mm -hmm. I think that they're they're really strong. They've you know made some improvements over last year, obviously, but Michigan's going to be right up there too. And Minnesota. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> we always we always do this great thing where we start off the season five and zero or six and zero, and then we collapse the rest of the way. So I'm not holding my breath either. But they they do look pretty solid this year. So <clears throat> that's good. And final question is, if you could have witnessed any historical event, what would it have been? I think it would be fascinating to see if there was just one, and this will be really dark, mm -hmm. but uh, the ending of the Civil War. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
and with the assassination of Lincoln because there were so many things going on within the country yep. at that time. Yep. And so to to be a witness to that uh, would be fascinating. Yep. That's interesting. Let me throw that same question back to you. Yeah, mine, mine would be dark, too. Um, mine would be the assassin, uh, assassination of JFK. I, I've, you know, kind of always been intrigued by that. And just to actually be there and, and to have seen kind of what happened or heard what happened, I think, you know, obviously would answer some questions. But at the same time, just to kind of get a better grasp on that, it's always been a situation that I've always had a lot of questions about and that nobody really seems to have any concrete answers. So, yeah, unfortunately, mine would be, mine would be somewhat dark as well. So what is your opinion? I don't know. I, I guess I'm of, always of the opinion that, you know, conspiracies can, can only hold for so long, and if it's been this long and nothing nothing really, you know, no real hard evidence proves that there was a conspiracy, I've got I've to go with a lone gunman theory. But at the same time, I mean, when you watch a movie like JFK or something, it, it raises a lot of questions. So uh, I'm still not 100% uh, made up one way or the other. See, I'm of the, the school that uh, Lee Harvey Oswald wasn't that smart. There's no way he could have pulled that off yeah. himself. So he he had help. Yep. We just don't know who helped him. Exactly, exactly. John, why don't you tell some folks about LearnOutLoud.com and how they can find out more about your site and about the products that you have. I would love to. I would love to. So the, the website is LearnOutLoud, uh, LearnOutLoud.com, and what we have is we have a catalog on our site of over 7,000 audio and video educational titles. And what we've done is we've gone out to a number of different websites, over you know well over 200, and we've basically cataloged all their materials. So you'll come to our site right now. You might buy a title from us through Amazon or Audible.com. But what we've tried to do is make as complete of a resource as possible for people. We also have a podcast directory um, on our site. We have about 500 educational podcasts. We also have a free audio directory for people who are looking um, to download, for instance, historical speeches, um, different types of commission hearings and things like that. We've got a lot of classical literature there as well. We have our own podcast. You can get that at learnoutloud.com revolution. Um, we go about once a week with that and talk about different things in, in the audio and video learning world. We've got a blog, a newsletter, all that kind of stuff. So I would encourage all your, all your listeners to check out the website, and it's an awesome opportunity if you have a long commute to and from work. It's a great opportunity to find some good educational stuff, some good self-development stuff that you can listen to, and you can turn your commute into a frust- from a frustrating time into really an enjoyable time. I love my commute. Every time I have to drive anywhere, um, I really enjoy that time. And then one of my main goals in life is to get more people to see their commute time as something that can be really beneficial and really enjoyable. So far, what's been your most popular titles? Boy, um, you know, we did, uh, back when Lance Armstrong um, won number seven, uh, we did a lot of uh, traffic to the Lance Armstrong titles. We have uh, learnoutloud.com slash Lance Armstrong, which has all of his videos. It has a couple of his audiobooks, which are phenomenal audiobooks, and uh, that was really popular at that point in time. John, thank you for being a part of our show here on You Are the Guest, and we hope that you've enjoyed your experience here. It's been my pleasure, Bill. I thank you. If you'd like to be a guest on a future show, just go to our website at www.youaretheguest.com. Submit your first name, the town where you live, and a short description on why you'd make a good guest. There is no charge for being a guest, and you'll have the opportunity to share what you think and how the news and events from today affect your life. The show's producers will contact you by email if you're chosen for a future show. 
We interrupt this podcast to bring you a special announcement. You are the guest podcast. In cooperation with countless other podcasters and internet radio stations around the globe, bring to you, for the first time ever in the history of the world, a concert simulcast podcast featuring, recorded live in Los Angeles, California, Johnson McGuire. That is show number 11, and taking us out are two more songs from the Poncho Ponsafe Music Network. Our first song features a band from Texas called Common Ground with their song Alive, followed by American Heartbreak with Postcards from Hell. From the great city of Fort Dodge, Iowa, I'm Bill Grady. Thanks for listening. I still remember... That Sunday morning, the dream was still in my head. And I could taste the moment, the very moment, when I knew I could understand. And I never felt more alive. I feel it deep inside.
Music provided from the Podsafe Music Network. Check it out at music.podshow.com.